Remember the last time? We told you not to feed them after midnight. Welcome back to Scream 101. I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. And I was trying to give us a little boost of energy because uh, this, this is an early morning recording. And by early morning, I mean it's 9.42. But that's rough for us sometimes. Hmm. Um, and I'm a little sick. Um, hopefully, Jamie will like my voice this time. Sergio shouldn't get all the love. But also, you know, if, if you're into my normally nasally voice being extra nasally, you're welcome, everybody. <laughs> Huh. That's what I I got going on today. All right. What's well, up with you? Nothing. I'm good. I'm just letting you go on your weird little tangent. Um, but we all wish Brennan well. Thank we you. We all wish that he get better. And we're all happy that he is trucking through it to deliver quality Gremlins 2 content to you all. Yes. And that's what we're here today to talk about. A little belated, but worth it. But first, let's do 10-word reviews of all those freaking movies we watched all over uh, Christmas weekend. Uh, do you have any, or are you going to wing it? Um, let's wing it. All right. Let's go with Bombshell first. Bombshell. Blondes take down man in news bombshell. So you just wrote a headline? <laughs> that's okay. That's good. Well, I mean, it has to deal with the news, so that's why. Yeah, that's good. Um, my review is going to be... Uh, I mean, it's going to be uh, one of those things where the the a movie title counts as one word. <laughs> um, but yeah. The Big Short, if it forgot to be The Big Short halfway through. <laughs> mm. That's good. Thank you. And how about Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker? Um, not that bad of a movie, but also not great. Um, and my review is, the worst episode of The Mandalorian is better than this. Huh. <laughs> All right, so we is there any more movies or is that it? There's cats. Oh my god, cats! Ah, that was my review. <laughs> and my review is, watch me and you will know what unhappiness is. Thank you for singing it You're in welcome. such a beautiful way. I like how you expect me to respond like with such happiness at you singing to me. This movie that we both hated. Serenading you. But the thing is, the further we get away from it, the more details spring into my mind. And I'm like, what an interesting movie this was. But also, it was really tedious and awful to sit through. Mm -hmm. But I do kind of wish I could just pull up random clips and be like, I need to see this again right now. Mm -hmm. Fair enough, yeah. Because it's just so surreal. Anyway, so we're doing Gremlins 2, the new batch from 1990. Um, here is the plot. A few years after the incident in Gremlins, Billy and Kate have moved to New York City where they work for media mogul Daniel Clamp. Meanwhile, Gizmo's former owner has just died and he's been captured for the genetics part of the Clamp building. Part, okay. Uh, a little while later, a certain someone gets wet, I wonder who, uh, creates a new Gremlin species and learns to finally fight back after years of abuse. Oh, this is so the color purple <laughs> for Gizmo. <laughs> And while Gizmo and the surviving humans fight back, the gremlins and their evil leader, the brain gremlin, are planning to escape when it gets dark. And if they do, New York City will experience a new hell. As opposed to the old hell. 
that New York City yeah. had. Well, I think we can all assume that New York City is a hellhole. Fair enough. Um, we rate all of our movies out of five on scariness, campiness, effects, and quality. What's your scariness score, Sergio? One. I mean, yeah, me too. So what's your campiness score, Sergio? <laughs> five. The movie is balls to the walls, bananas. Oh, yeah. Me too. Um, I think I should lead with a question that I asked last time, but it wasn't as, you know, available. There weren't a lot of options. What was your favorite gremlin in this movie? Um, I guess my favorite gremlin, the one that I had the most fun with, was Brain Gremlin. Oh, the, yeah, the one who could actually talk in an accent that I found inscrutable. Was he British? Was he Australian? I think he was just supposed to be cultured. Okay. Um, he was Fraser. <laughs> yeah. He probably was played by Kelsey Grammer. He was not. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, so so yeah, he was probably my favorite gremlin. Were I to pick one, uh-huh. uh, that's not Gizmo, and then a close runner-up was the one that could fly, the bat gremlin. Yeah. What about the lady gremlin? You were excited to see her. I was excited to see her, but I felt like they didn't do much with her. They didn't, and it was very, uh, you know, gender binary. <laughs> yeah, she was just there to be sexy. She didn't do much. She didn't have any kind of power. She was just there as a showpiece, really like how women characters are treated normally. Yeah, and I, I do think that you you had brought this up that the women are not very well crafted in this movie in particular. No, because you have Phoebe Cates, and she plays kind of a pill. Yeah, which is uh, one aspect of sequelitis that I really hate when they make an interesting female character play the like, well, now that she's finally with the guy, she has to be his nagging girlfriend mm-hmm. because that's the only other thing a woman can be. Mm-hmm. Like either like you know like curious mysterious hottie or nagging girlfriend um that's what happened to allison hannigan's character in american wedding and i will always rate that movie lowest because of that Mm -hmm. um yeah sorry continue female characters yeah and then he has another character her he has another character he has another female character and her name is marla um yeah good memories she plays well it's because it's marla um she plays his boss uh the main character's boss um and she's just really this like sultry, only cares about business, anything she can do to get ahead kind of a character. Like very conniving. Yeah, and those are really the only two two like options for women in this movie. It's you're either like a sexy kitten or a witch. Or you're the secretary with the flu in the genetics office. Who is disgusting, who made me uncomfortable. Yeah. I and I think Every female character except for Phoebe Cates could have been could have been played by Kate McKinnon. They all seemed like a Kate McKinnon character. They're just very caricatured and silly. Mm-hmm. But I would say my favorite gremlin is probably the vegetable gremlin. Um, there's a lot of wild shit in this movie because there is a genetics research laboratory, so the gremlins just drink a whole bunch of like potions that turn them into things. Mm-hmm. I guess uh, my number two would be the spider gremlin. Okay. Which I believe was formerly Stripe, our like our main gremlin from the past one. Although it, I don't think he was the main one from the last one. I think he just had the same characteristic as the most evil one from the last one. Well, Stripe was the main gremlin in the first one. Yeah. Oh, because, I mean, he can't come back, can he? I don't think the other ones came back. That's true. But he, I mean, there was, like, a specific moment of fear in Gizmo's eyes when that particular one was born, and you could see his little mohawk. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's like, oh, no, it's Stripe Jr. <laughs> <laughs> like, because, yeah, he definitely wasn't front and center this time. Um, I guess Brain Gremlin was kind of the leader. Uh, he's like, we just want the same things you want. Civilization. 
Um, that whole conversation was very funny. I really, really liked. There are some very funny moments in this movie, which is part of why the campiness is out of five, and the other part is just that it's completely wild Looney Tunes cartoon antics. Mm-hmm. Um, but the part where he's like, "Oh, we don't know how to get Broadway tickets. We'll figure it out, but they're expensive." And then he's like, "And I hear there's lots of street crime, but we can watch that for free." Hmm. <laughs> and I don't know. I just I like that they're. That he's the cultured anarchist because he's still like really violent and wild, but he's just he talks like he's James Baldwin. Mm. Um, do you have wh- any other campiness moments that stand out? Um, other campiness moments that stand out. Uh, well, I like the part where they made a little stage montage for the female gremlin. Oh yeah, they all they all had like little panels that they like flipped down over them that made her face, mm-hmm. and she kind of rose up out of one mm-hmm. of them, like yeah. in a musical. Yeah, really, the campiness of the movie shines during the like Green Gremlins transformation period because it's just wacky from start to finish. Oh yeah, and it's the part where like I know that's the movie's like glory Raise or whatever, um, but like I start to tune out because I'm like, there's only so many like because it's just a series of introductions and everybody gets an introduction and we don't really like stay with them. We just maybe like float along. There's no arc to them. It's just mayhem and fun and you know, yeah. There, effects. There are a lot of characters in this movie. Yeah, and the movie cannot pick who to focus on, whether it be one of the wacky gremlins or one of the boring humans. Mm-hmm. Like it, it has some attention span issues. Like I feel like there's a there are huge chunks of this movie where Phoebe Cates just disappears, mm. um, and then at one point, I, uh, Marla, the boss, she had been gone for like forty five minutes, and you're like, well, actually, where is she? And then she finally came back. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's a little uh, all over the place, just because there's so many ideas crammed into this movie, um, and some of them are great. Like I like uh, I like Gizmo's like Rocky style training sequence. And where he punches a little boxing bag and it hits him back and he flies against the wall. Mm-hmm. That was really great. Um, he uh, Phoebe Kate starts to give a monologue about something horrible that happened to her on Lincoln's birthday. That was hilarious. That that was a good callback to the first one of like, we don't have time for this, honey. Can we tell this story later? Mm-hmm. There was the electricity gremlin. Mm-hmm. Um, did you already mention him? I did not. Yeah. Um, just a bolt of light just going around in circles. Yeah, who murdered all of his kin. How do you think he feels about that? Great. Did he die as well? I think so. Um, what was another gremlin that was crazy? There was the spinning gremlin, googly-eyed gremlin. Oh, God, I hate a googly-eyed gremlin. He was unpleasant to look at, and just his voice and his manicness. Yeah, well, he was like cons- like this high-pitched, shrieking giggle all the time. Mm-hmm. And Phoebe Cates thinks he's Gizmo, which I think makes sense because she didn't really interact with Gizmo that much in the original movie, mm-hmm. that she wouldn't remember exactly what he looked like. And she's like, well, this is a weird creature. It must be Gizmo. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like, they take him back to the apartment, and he's just so wild. And I remember you saying, like, I'm exhausted by this character already. Yeah. Um, another gremlin. Uh, there's another one. Um well, we're going to talk about Bat Gremlin. I liked how he left the building and he became a gargoyle. That was really cool. He got encased in concrete. Mm-hmm. Um, also, more funny jokes. I mean, th- this movie, it is very like skewering of the kind of Trump media mogul culture thing, which you know do- doesn't have the same uh, flavor that it does now. Mm. <laughs> um, but 
it all takes place in this one high rise that's supposedly everything. It's it's apartments. It's got businesses. It's got frozen yogurt, which people still thought was health food at the time. Um, and it's got all these things. Um, it's very Poltergeist 3, actually. Like, everything's kind of contained in the one high rise. Um, but the, the mogul guy, who is not treated as evil. Like, he's mostly treated as, like, clueless hmm. and soulless corporate stuff. But he's, like... Like he's he's not, I don't know. Like he's he's self-serving, but he's not evil in this movie, which I thought was an interesting choice because mm-hmm. usually that character would be pure evil. Mm-hmm. Um, but he sees a picture of their hometown of Kingston Falls, and he's like, "Oh, this is exactly what I want to build—the biggest, most sensational, sleepy little town—and hmm. just little things like that." Oh, also, two things: the announcements, in, like the automated announcements in the building, I find very funny most of the time. Like, there's one where it's like, we seem to be experiencing technical difficulties. Please try not to notice, mm. <laughs> which I thought was great. Did you like how one of the times when those notices came up, it was a gremlin on the screen? Yeah, that was great, too. Um, yeah, and then we haven't talked yet. I don't know if we're saving it, but the movie becomes super meta at one point. Yeah, where, where the, the gremlins break the reel in the theater and then Hulk Hogan has to shout at them to stop. Yeah, because they want to watch Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, mm-hmm. which we do not even see a frame of at all. Well, they, they blew all their budget on the the bat gremlin. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so that happened, and mm. that's super campy. Also, that scene features Paul Bartel, who is like a very famous like cult guy who worked with Roger Corman and thus Joe Dante quite a bit. Mm-hmm. One thing I liked about the background one, uh-huh. I'm going to keep going to the background one, sure. is that it reminded me so much of the Dracula effects Oh yeah. from the Dracula movies that we have seen. And they mentioned the Dracula movies in this movie. They do. Shout out to Dracula. Well, there's a lot of Dracula stuff. There's the uh, the horror host TV guy who's dressed as Dracula. Mm-hmm. Christopher Lee is in the movie. He played Dracula mm-hmm. <laughs> in the Hammer movies. Um Oh, one more thing about the uh, the building announcements. The fire alarm, it's not this blaring alarm. It's just a very calm voice, like, really poetically saying, like, keeper of warmth, destroyer of forests. Yes, this building is on fire. Hmm. And I did. I liked the, all those cartoony announcements and what was going on there. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. Uh, that's what I got. I, I found this movie honestly pretty funny, although the gremlin antics do are a little, a little much for me sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's just it's it has quick diminishing returns unless you're uh-huh. super into them, um, which I imagine a lot of people are. Uh-huh. Uh, like I get bored pretty quickly with what it is that they're doing. Yeah, because they have no they have no goal. They're just kind of screwing around, uh-huh. and it can be fun. But especially in the moments where they it's just one gremlin after another doing something crazy, it's like mm-hmm. all right, let's move on. Mm-hmm. And then at some point they start like because uh, they're presenting this chaos like each with their own individual personalities, but uh-huh. then there's some gremlins that just simply like exist, interact with one another in like perfect unison. And it's just like, okay, what's the deal with these gremlins? What exactly is their identity? They're a gremlin Jedi dyad. Are they like, do they have the, a shared mind or whatever that they can like, uh, co, uh, interact with one another that way? Like co-plan, um, co-plan, uh, <laughs> but, or is it that they're individually, themselves and just you know exhibit that personality trait to the utmost extreme it's interesting yeah because they they do work well as a team except for when they really don't and mm-hmm. when they're just like shooting each other in the face <laughs> uh-huh. i'm just like because in some cases you have 
like in the first movie there was the Christmas Carol or uh, Gremlins. Uh-huh. And then in this one you had the entire, like so many Gremlins make an entire little stage for the female Gremlin. Uh-huh. And then it's not explained as to like what what's their story, you know? What is their identity? I mean, I I don't know that we need an explanation for it, but you are right that the they by embodying chaos, there are no rules that govern them or their behavior, and it can become kind of tiresome to have them be the sole villain cuz they are just I don't know, just wacky. They're mm-hmm. they they're not like you get the sense that if Billy just wanted to leave and just let other people deal with it. He kind of could mm-hmm. like, they're not trying to kill Billy. Like, <laughs> like Uma Thurman. Yeah. Um, they're kill just, Billy. you know, causing whatever carnage happens. Mm-hmm. Although they do seem to have a special eye out for gizmo. They like to torture him and hit him with model trains and stuff. Yeah. Gizmo really is the only victim in this movie. Poor dude. <laughs> I know. Um, gizmo is, con- does continue to be adorable. Um, actually, I think we should move on to effects. What's your effects score? Um, four. Me too. I think it was solid. Um, from the bad effects to the electricity effects to the just the puppetry going on. Go ahead. Yeah. No. I. 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 Uh. I was gonna bring this up when I mentioned Gizmo. Like he his he's redesigned a little bit. He's still cute. Um, but he has a much fuller range of motion. There are quite a few shots where you see him like running. Yeah, running or dancing like full body. Like it, it's clear. It's it's like that kind of startling shot in the Muppet movie when Kermit rides a bike, where you're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, this is not just a puppet." Like, because most puppet-related movies, you can only see the top half, or like they're in a hole, or or they're sitting on a counter, where you're like, "Oh, some dude sitting in that counter operating <laughs> the puppet." Um, but no, like you get a lot of full-body shots of Gizmo, presumably stop motion. Um. But they look really good, mm-hmm. um, and they're definitely like openly bragging about it. They keep like they're showing you how much they can do, and it's it's really well rendered. I think they continue to do a great job, and that's the reason these movies exist. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have an answer to this, but do you know what the budget increase for this movie was? If there was one, oh, um, I don't specifically know, but let me uh, let me take a little look. See, um, are there any particular effects related things you want to bring up? Um. Other good effects. Uh, well, the slime effects are still good. Oh, like the gooey eggs and stuff? Uh-huh. Well, I mean, just the like final scene with all of the gremlins was really good, where they all become like slow. They slowly melt. What a world, what a world. To uh-huh. quote one of the gremlins. Oh, yeah. And he's like, I'm melting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I found the budget of the two Gremlins movies. Okay, and what was it? The first Gremlins was eleven million, according to Jujul, mm. and the second Gremlins was fifty million. So wow. almost five times the budget. Good for them. What was the box office like difference? Oh dang, I didn't look at that. Hold on. Oh, back to Jujul. Um, but yeah, any any last effects that uh kind of struck you? Um, or just no, uh, I don't know analysis of their work I'm trying to think effects that stood out I don't know that there were any that we haven't already covered that's fair um, um, but what's there is good like there's a reason the movie's a four on effects yeah yeah 
Oh, there's a lot of gross stuff. Um, like the li- like we do see the gremlins growing out of the gremlin who gets wet, and they kind of explode out of these little pus balls, and it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, no, there's just there's some great stuff. Um, and it looks like the first Gremlins made about 153 million Yay. in theaters, and the second Gremlins made oh 41 million. Oh, so it lost money. It looks like it. That's so sad. I bet it cleaned up on home video because mm-hmm. um, we don't have numbers for that. Mm-hmm. Because it's still, you know, it still has a kind of big following. I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's not what you want to see. Yeah. Um. So, what's your overall quality score? I give it a three. Yeah, me too. Um, We're like one for one. We like, really are. We have one mind of these movies. Um, yeah, so I was really, really into the movie up until a certain point. That point being when the gremlins started unleashing their mayhem. And then yeah, I quickly um, just kind of lost interest. Uh-huh. Uh, even more so when it got super meta. Um, although I was like, what the fuck is going on here it, with this screen? Like, I'm supposed to be a random passerby in this movie theater. And then now I'm Hulk Hogan is watching this movie with me mm-hmm. and he's threatening them. This is too much for me uh, on a Sunday morning. So I was a little like, eh. Uh, but I appreciate the creative just juices that they took to make this movie. Yeah. Like, it, it's definitely, it, again, it's chock full of ideas. There's a lot of stuff that is so fun and like you know cool to work with here i think i maybe would have liked that moment a little more of when they break the projector and stuff and they start like you know making little shadow puppets on the like on the on the screen which is adorable Mm -hmm. i could have done without the cut to the interior of the theater um like with hulk hogan and with paul bartell just because that does for me, that kind of ruins the fourth wall breaking of it uh-huh. because the original idea is that the gremlins are in your projection booth and like you can kind of believe that they're in your theater, which is kind of fun. But then when it cuts to a different theater, also on screen, it kind of builds a different fourth wall somewhere else. And it's very strange. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just it, it it's I would rather have have the gremlins screwing around with film reels and playing something else and like messing around with that. And then the movie restarts again, eventually like Uh. they bonk each other and fall away. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought I was thinking was gonna happen or it was just going to like cut back to the gremlins. I just thought it was an unnecessary cameo uh, to have Hulk Hogan there. Um, But maybe, I mean, he was bigger then. So, you know, absolutely. If this was made today and it was the rock or John Cena, I guess I'd be more down for it. Maybe. Yeah, the, the Rock would do it. He would do it. Yeah, The Rock says no to nothing. That is true. Um. Anyway, other things. I don't know. Like this movie, it definitely it doubles down on the Asian stereotyping a little bit. Um. Because not only do we get the return of the like Chinese guy who owns the Gremlin, and there's still a lot of like very, uh, like, generic what white people think of as Asian music. And then there's a joke about this mall that he want that uh, the clamp guy wants to build in Chinatown, and something about like where business gets oriented, and it's mm-hmm. like okay, mm-hmm. uh, uh-uh, no, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and, and then there's like this really ridiculous Japanese tourist character who has like no function other than to be like uh, annoying taking photos, mm-hmm. um, and it's just like we didn't we didn't need all of this. Yeah, one thing that I am sad about though is that they done killed off the Asian chi- grandchild. I, I I think he went to college. <laughs> um, they killed him off and used 
like him as a sacrifice to bring back Whoa. that one guy and his wife who died in the last movie. Oh, yeah, Dick Miller. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, who's just toddling around. And I'm like, I, I think they got an off-screen death, so maybe you could write around them like having survived. But I'm pretty sure it was like clear they were supposed to have been dead. Yeah. So we get these two useless characters that only exist to be... I don't know, like kind of zany outside of the building. Well, it, and it's again, Dick Miller's whole character is that he's an old man who hates like immigrants and like foreign parts and cars and machines and stuff. Uh-huh. And he's like, these gremlins coming into our country. And it's like, okay, why are you, he- why is any of this in this movie? Yeah. So, and then he's proven right at the end. He's like, I wasn't crazy after all. And it's like, no, sir, you need some help. <laughs> you need to keep seeing this doctor. Um, yeah. So, so there's some odds and ends in this movie is what I'm getting at. That is fair. Um, I think that's going to do it for us. Um, I'm going to tell you what we're watching next week and we're going to rank all two of the Gremlins films. But first, here's how you can get in contact with the show. You can find us on Twitter at Scream101Pod. Email us at Scream101Podcast at gmail.com. Find us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review. Give us as many stars as you feel. Be a Gremlin. Just talk nonsense. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, let's rank the Gremlins movies, Sergio. I think I know how this is going to go. Um, just in order, Gremlins 1 and Gremlins 2. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Um, there are definitely people out there who really love Gremlins 2 and view it as like Joe Dante's masterpiece, and then Gremlins is like a build-up to that. I don't agree. Mm-hmm. I do think it suffers from sequelitis quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I can see. I mean, yeah, I can see the merits to any argument. Um, but like, I can see why people would like this movie more than the first one. Yeah. It is more about the Gremlins. It is less about Billy. Um, yeah, Billy is. He he continue. His job is even more inscrutable. It's like, why are you here? What are you doing? Uh huh. Um, and like, I can see that if you are a true like literal gremlin monster fan like uh-huh. this movie would be more your steez it gives you so much gremlins yeah but there is absolutely like in terms of story and plot there really isn't much if you just follow them yeah um all their entire thing is tied with just being destroyed like the gremlins simply exist to be destroyed which is pretty interesting when you think about it it's so sad um there's some some commentary there <laughs> we're not going to get at it at this podcast but Tune in for another one at some point. Whatever. Um, I digress. Uh, but but yeah. Uh, so I'm just like I'm I'm meandering at this point, Brennan. Ship, sure. ship in at any time. I mean, I've I've lost the plot on that too. Although um, you talking about like animals that are created to be destroyed it reminded me of the cow in the genetic testing lab that had a little hat on that where he could uh, it could talk like Doug. Oh, I loved up. that cow. And he was like, I like to be milked. Uh-huh. I like to be milked. It's like me too, buddy. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I would like a very huge drum roll, please, Sergio. Butter, 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 butter. Next week, we're finding we're doing it. We're we're returning to that Frankenstein well. We're watching Igor. Oh hell yeah! Fucking down with that shit, yo. Yeah, watch that. I I listened to your incessant demands, and. My one request yes. months ago. Um, for January, we're going to be just kind of doing a, a smattering of some of the more weird and wild uh, Frankenstein adaptations, starting with the animated film Igor, um, and hitting up some of the 
Like if if you're thinking, oh, they're gonna do Frankenstein. I hope they do, you know, the Christopher Lee Peter Cushing ones. Nope, we're gonna do the really stupid ones. Sorry, <laughs> um, or just the ones that are more like out of the way. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited to see more some some reinterpretations. Um, yeah, so that that's that. It promises to be a jolly good time in which we probably will regret most of these films. Yeah, but hey. We're just having fun at this point. Yeah, and just we need a little break because with Gremlins two, we're finishing like all five of our main marathons. This this sixth mini marathon, uh-huh. and we need a little break yeah. before we start any any big journeys again. We need some confectioner sugar movies. Yeah. So yeah, January is going to be Frankenstein. February is going to be our annual um, people who are nominated for Oscars. We're going to watch horror movies that star them, and then we're going to restart on some franchise business in March. So that's what our 2020 is looking like. Oh, happy, yep. happy new year, everybody. Yep. Uh, uh, what else do people celebrate in the new year? Uh, going to the gym for two days. Yeah. Good luck on them gains, everybody. Yeah. And all those new year's resolutions. Yeah. Do Something. you have any New Year's resolutions, Brennan, you'd like to share? Uh, not really any I want to share publicly. Okay, then neither do I. I'll, I'll let you guess. <laughs> Am I supposed to guess right now? No, I was talking to all of our. Okay, our we can just end this base. now. Yeah, okay, yeah, this is just okay. Right, bye. Good luck on your journey. I'm good. Stay gold. <laughs> this episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart.